Hi, it's Kilimanjaro, and you're listening to me on the DJ Diaries podcast. Hello and welcome back to the DJ Diaries with Lara Fraser and myself, Lara Pradelska. So excited to be back in the studio and we have Kilimanjaro on the show. What's up? What's happening, Trips? Thank you so much for coming on. Um, just for a bit of backstory on this one, I only actually met the fabulous Kilimanjaro <laughs> a few weeks ago when I was at my gorgeous friend Elisa Legsdina house. I was extremely hungover on the couch and um, he came over as he's a good friend of hers. And what's nice about that household is everyone there that's coming through is normally in the music industry so you meet the best people yeah totally and we got chatting and this guy just happens to be an amazing dj so do you want to tell us a little bit of background on yourself and how you got into djing yeah i mean thank you for having me first of all it's lovely to be here with you guys um and yeah i mean i've been djing since 2016 and yeah really kind of i've been doing music since i was a kid so it was just an extension of who I am as an artist and who I am as a person. Um, I'd been playing uh, a festival with the band I was in at the time. Do you know what? Elisa told me you were in yeah, a band yeah, with your yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, I was the drummer and then uh, my big bro wrote the music um, and played synth and uh, our boy Sam was on bass. So there's the three of us and we're out in Ibiza. Um, at IMS and the label we were with at the time were like oh can you guys DJ while you're out there and like none of us could DJ at the time and we we're just like yeah 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 of course yeah it's calm um, and then I spent like a few months just kind of learning um, and then just went out there and just played like a light like 45 minute set it wasn't anything mad um, and then kind of came back to Scotland where I was living at the time uh, and people were just like oh we saw you played in Ibiza would you like to play here and then one gig a month turned into like a couple gigs a month and then so on and so forth. And um, yeah, I kind of went full-time DJing um, maybe a year and a half before the pandemic, um, which was great. I was living great in timing. Glasgow. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Got to sink my teeth into it a little bit. And then the world came crashing down. Um, and then obviously, you know, it's been a struggle back to, to doing it full-time. But um, last year, it was actually my first show back was actually... Um, August the 8th last year so it's been a full year since I started playing again and I went full time again in February and yeah things have just kind of really taken off the past kind of three four months you've been super busy I've been seeing you on Insta I saw your boiler room and we're going to get into that in a bit but before we do we like to do a little thing which is called quickfire. It's, quick it's a little get to know you and we found it's the easiest way to really sink our teeth into some of the funniest stories <laughs> that are going around. I love so that. I will let Lau. Okay, so I think we should start with what happened last night. Yes. Just do it. So I was on a flight from Ibiza and it's funny you just obviously you just mentioned that's where you started DJing on a flight back from Ibiza last night and um there was a couple of very rowdy guys. And anyway, long story short, one got arrested. <laughs> they were all super wasted, mm-hmm. um, which is normal for like a three AM Ibiza flight back from yeah. London. Oh. Uh, sorry, Ibiza flight back to Gatwick. But um, yeah, one of them got taken off, arrested by the police, walked off the plane. It was a whole commotion. It's four or five five thirty. 
Have you been that guy, or do you know anyone who has been that guy? I mean, I can't. <laughs> I can't say I've ever been chucked off a plane. Good. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, definitely seen some some rowdy sights. Like it's especially obviously coming from the Glasgow to Ibiza flight is always what's that like? Always wow, is that worse? Yeah, yeah, is that worse? Yeah, 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 yeah. Way, way worse. Really? Yeah, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, Tell yeah, us yeah, what. Yeah. Like I mean, normally it's like groups of lads who are like just. <laughs> been like dying for this trip for like a few months and then they've done the classic like up early pints in the airport a lot of them normally just stay up the night before and yeah. just have yeah. a bit of like a warm-up sesh yeah um, and Not then the yeah sesh. by the time it gets to like like midway through the flight it's just like rowdy singing chanting yeah. like people charging up and down the aisles yeah know, yeah it's it's the it's, glasgow it's, flood hey yeah, yeah, yeah. who would have thought we need to try i one feel time. like it's it's a rite of passage i think if you're uh, if you're traveling from scotland to ibiza you what, what's your traveling like what do you so when you travel to dj so lara and i have figured out that for us it's always good to be sober because um that was just a learning curve i because mean from, we might kill each other we might kill each other exactly <laughs> so so we just we have this thing where we um dj sober for the most part um have you found that easier with regards to traveling or what do you what's your thing um so i'm a bit of like a mixed bag like it depends like i'll normally um i'll normally try and stay like pretty compass mentis like before yeah. um and then i'll maybe only have like a few drinks during depending on because boiler I'm room is pretty it's boiling in there yeah 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 and it's, it's like an institution the yeah. boiler room is like it's one of those ones where it's like it's recorded so you're like yeah you it just it needs it to yeah it yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. be it that needs to be hour tight. needs to be on lock we're gonna get into the quick fire questions now and you've got to answer really quickly yeah. our rules are quick and honest whatever yeah. comes into your mind okay. straight yeah. away that's it let's go <laughs> all right house or hip-hop uh hip-hop all right day okay. parties or raves Day parties. Your go-to song that will get everyone on the dance floor. Oh, damn. Damn, that's a tough come one. Come on, you ah! got to go. You got to go. Uh, um, Good. Uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, this one, man. Finder. Nine toes. It's, it's, okay. It, it gets everyone up. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, worst party. Like worst party I've been to. Worst worst no, party you probably DJed. Oh snap! Uh, yeah, there was a, a worst experience. There was a there was a show I played in. Uh, where was it? It was in Glasgow. It mm. was in Glasgow, and it was like when I was just kind of coming up. Yeah. Um, and you know you're just kind of taking anything that gets thrown your way at the time, and it was just like really badly organized. The venue was poor. The equipment was dead. Like, well, what equipment did they have? <laughs> it's, it was like so. It was. It was. It was a while back. So it was the. Was it the seven fifties? The ones that just have like the like the LED, yeah. not the LED screen, like did the. You need the two ones. USBs, or like. Yeah, they weren't they didn't late. Leak. <laughs> yeah. There was like some the guy that was on before, yeah. like obviously poured drink on the deck, and it was like sticking, and yeah, it was. Just, so my next was, question is actually that: um, What's your pet peeve in the DJ booth? It's just when the equipment doesn't work. Mm. Like that, that, that genuinely, because it's like, if I, if I, if the tools aren't there for you to do your thing, mm. and you're not able to do your thing properly, do you know what I mean? That, mm. that genuinely really annoys me. Best party ever. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> best party ever. Best party experience. Best place you DJ. 
Um, had a, I, I really like playing festivals. Mm. Um, played at Secret Garden Party. Yeah. A few few weeks ago, which was really good. And I think like it was a combination of it was the he she they guys that were running the stage. Mm. So it was just it was really kind of like family vibes like the other artists that were there were like we got on really well and i'd brought like maybe like seven or eight mates Mm. so it was like yeah it was just really nice and the crowd were the crowd were sick yeah Mm. just really good all right so if you had to be on a reality tv show which one would it be uh definitely not love island (laughs) right definitely not stinks you gotta pick one honey (laughs) yeah you know what Big Brother's looking like it's making a return. Yeah. I think that I think that'd be jokes. Yeah, you like, heard it here first. I think that would be good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so I want to know. Um, sliding into DMs, if What's you were to slide, <laughs> yeah. What's no? Well, actually, that we'll ask that too. Well, if I'm sliding or if I'm being slid. Well, well, I, I like both. I mean, actually, let's question. start here. Which celebrity uh, would you? Which celebrity DM would you like to slide in? Uh, what would be your number one choice? Oh, interesting. It's a quick fire question, but you've got to quick fire. You cannot. Who comes into your mind? Quick, quick. I don't know if I can say it. You can say it. You can say it. Oh, no, it's that kind of show. No, I can't. You have to say it. You know the person. Do you know what? I would slide in. Oh, no, no. It's got to be Georgia Smith. It's got to be Georgia Smith. It's got to be Georgia Smith. So here we go then. Which DM have you slid in? Thus far, oh, <laughs> do you know what? I'm not. I'm not a famous DM slider. No. Not, no. not that guy. No. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll slide DMs. Don't get me wrong. I'll slide DMs. What's, your, what's not, your go-to DM slide? Uh, DM slide. It's. I think it's got to be like you up. You've got to be. You got to be honest and straight to the point. Honest and direct. What's that? What's that? What's that, that, that like? then? I think you're great. Let's go for a drink. Oh, simple, right. simple, All classy, right. not trashy. That's cute. It's easy. All right. So, one lesson that you would tell your younger self? Um, trust your instincts. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, cool. Trust your instincts. Smoking sure. or edibles? Edibles. Always. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you? Can you really measure how much? You're do- I mean, because yeah. listen, every edible story under the sun starts with, "Oh, I took one bite and then got something, <laughs> and then ended up walking naked on the street." Like, yeah, it's like it's one of those story, ones. Maybe. That's your story. <laughs> Sorry, I've never done that. No, um, no, of course no, not. No, no, no. Yeah, this is um, obviously other people's experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not mine, so. um, I think I normally I'll normally have something that someone else has already had. Okay. So then oh. they'll be like, yeah, have a couple cubes. But that's a bit bad. That's a bit, you, da- that's shade. Yeah, you're that's using shady. them as the human tester. Yeah, look, that's shady. Look, but it's need, good. You need to protect know. yourself. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to remember that actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. Lara yeah, yeah. Try it first next time now. Thanks, Han. Um, <laughs> and then we've said what's the best party you've played at. I want to know what's the weirdest after party mm. you've ever ended up at. Oh, damn. So when, so I studied in Dundee. Um, I studied at I the art school. Yeah, it's a, it's invest. it's on the east coast oh. of Scotland. It's like oh, an okay. hour north of Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, shout out Dundee. Yeah. I, I really, um, I really like it actually. Have you been? Have yeah, you been I have. I did the Edinburgh Festival and I went to Dundee a couple of times. And oh, I, sick. Yeah. I thought it was actually really lovely. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool come on leaps and bounds yeah. like the last kind of 10, 15 really nice years. People, really nice people. Yeah, good yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And like that was kind of. I grew up there, so that was where I started going out. Um, and I remember it was like early, early days. I had like a, 
had I was still at school. Um, mom, don't listen to this, but um, <laughs> but like I was still at school and I had like a Saturday Sunday job. Mm. Um, so I'd gone out on the Friday night um, to this drum and bass night called Pangea. Throwback this, um, and then there was this. Um, there was this. If if you're from Dundee and you went out in Dundee, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But there was this. Um, there was this like basement uh, bar called Braze. And around the back of that, these guys had a, a gaff. And it, it was the first time I'd like been to like a proper gaff. And it was just like the strangest sorts, all intermingling. <laughs> I was sitting there like Hold 15, on. 16 years old. I just have one question. When you say the strangest sorts, what does that consist nah, they, of? I'm talking about like the, like, just like mixed bag, like the guy that's kind of like juttering in the corner, <laughs> like guy that's like kind of just, just bunning zoots, kind of just speaking to everyone like and yeah then obviously you've got the people who are on different substances who are charging a little bit more and like i'm just sitting there like this like 16 year old kid like yeah i've got to do my call center job in like three hours like what is going on um but yeah i'd probably say that because it was like the first one it yeah. was like it was like a weird kind of like yeah yeah entering into the scene yeah exactly yeah. just kind of absorbing what was going on and being so like, babe, yeah. i'd like to know you know someone starting out because a lot of young djs listen to the show and what is your advice and can you still break into the industry now oh yeah for sure like the thing is again like trust your instinct be honest to yourself if you're producing make stuff that you enjoy don't like don't make stuff for other people you need to make stuff that you enjoy and maybe try and Try and tailor it to um, the artists that you look up to and the labels that they release on. So I'd, I'd say like a combination of those things if you're producing. If you're, if you're DJing, um, you, need to, you need to do your 10,000 hours. Like that's like, it's so key. Like try and like play at any events that are going on. Try and get bar gigs. Like you need to do your 10,000 hours because you, you need to know your craft. Like that's like so important, I think. Um, and... Yeah, just be true to yourself and just mm. keep working. You need to be the hungriest, hungriest person. Like you need mm. to be and you need to nicest, right? Do you do you think that's true? I've I've always thought you got to be nice. I think yeah, think like I think element like, to that? I think definitely because when when you meet people, doesn't matter. Like you never know who you're meeting, right? Mm. So you just need to like. I mean, I think I'm a nice guy. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm just like. Oh, yeah. I think I'm a nice guy. Okay. Um, so I'm just like myself when yeah. I meet people, and I, I just try not to be, try not to um, bullshit, be honest, mm. not fake, and um, yeah, because then you never know. Like if someone's having a conversation, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I met this this person, and they were they were really sound," and it actually turns out that they that they're looking for DJ mm. gigs, or this is their SoundCloud, and then you know. You get opportunities I, that I way. I wanted a lot. to ask you because you obviously <clears throat> moved over recently to full time DJ. Uh -huh. um, financially and as a business side of things, <laughs> is obviously it's the hardest part of what you have to navigate as a creative. What kind of things would you tell people to look out for when trying to go full time in DJing? I mean, yeah, so the full time thing it's it's difficult. I went full time probably much earlier than I should have. Mm. But and the thing is if you're going to go full time and you understand that you're going to struggle, like you you are going to struggle. It is going to be it's not going to be easy. Mm. Um 
And I think like, because, so yeah, the flip side of that coin is because you're pushed and because you're struggling, you're hungrier and you're like, you chase it harder, I think. Yeah. And obviously you have more time to do stuff. So when I switched to full time in February, I was still on, only really playing maybe like twice a month, maybe three times a month. Yeah. So I was trying to obviously pick up money from like other other places like doing like maybe like a modeling gig or like, do you know what I mean? Just other bits and pieces that you can get money from. Yeah. But then also had like a lot more energy when I was in the studio, like was coming like with a lot, like the ideas were fresher. My schedule was freer. So if someone was like, oh, are you free tomorrow at 2 p.m.? I was like, yeah, like, if you're working a job, you're not going to be free on a Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Do you know what I mean? So, like, those things balanced. Um, yeah, you need and you need to know that that's 100% what you want to do before you go full-time because it's tough. Okay, and going on from that, obviously we mentioned earlier in the show about your boiler room set. Um, it was filmed amazingly. It looked like the room shut down. It was amazing. How did you get in that position to be there at that point? Um so yeah like a lot of people don't know like a lot because the boiler room was with fred again so um i've actually that was the fourth thing i've done with fred so i've known him since like maybe november last year we did a show up in glasgow at king tuts and it was just like his management his team reached out to me um and were like yeah we'd love you to do the warm-up for fred he's he's playing in scotland we know you've got like a bit of bit of uh reach there so i was like yeah for sure and i was living in London at the time. So yeah. went back up and, you know, kind of setting up, doing my thing. And then um, one of the things that I'll always remember is like his whole team were in their dressing room. And it's like the way that King Touch is set up is there's only one dressing room. So I was like up in the office kind of changing my <laughs> T-shirt and like, you know, doing like that kind of stuff. And then the only toilet backstage is like in their dressing room. So I'm like, guys, where's the bathroom? They're like, you need to. And I was like, right, okay. So I'm like, knock on the door. I'm like, guys and like everyone everyone was just like super sound like they were just like yeah like come through like hey nice to meet you man really looking forward to your set and like one of like that was like the really like the thing that stood out to me about fred and then after that he had his uk tour played in glasgow wanted to play at um at sub club so we did an after party there i played with him there oh, sick. and then it was literally i'd been um i'd been in ibiza with fly and then i'd been in barca for a mate stag and i'd got back on the saturday um the week before the boiler room me and fred had a show at corsica arrived there and they were like yeah set up as a boiler room because fred's like basically warming up for his boiler room i was like yeah cool no worries like mm. i've i've done that before like it's calm um, and then they're just like casually through it and like, oh yeah, boiler room are probably going to be in touch about the show next week. Awesome. I was just like, like, o- like honestly had no idea it was coming. Yeah. Um, which was sick because it also because it was only a week after it was like, didn't really have time to stress. Yeah. yeah just like, yeah. yeah. And then, and then it meant like, obviously they told me that before I did the Corsica thing. So when I was doing that, I was kind of just just kind of soaking up that energy that I was going to yeah. then take into the actual... So what's next, show. Kilimanjaro? Um, I mean, yeah, I've got... Um, obviously, my release came out with Hammer um, end of July. It literally dropped the same day um, the Boiler Room was broadcast. <laughs> um, and it's called Mulengat. out on all digital platforms. So all right, we will plug it in our plug stories. It. Um, and uh, coming up next, I've got... 
Another two-track EP coming out with um, a guy called Third Son. Really, really, really good producer. Like one of them, like most talented technical guys I've ever worked with. Um, that's coming out. One I played one of those tracks in the boiler room as well, actually, and it went off. Um, it's called Mukiti. Um, and yeah, that's going to be coming out in on the twenty third of September. We'll probably be announcing that. It'll either have been announced just before this comes out, or maybe oh, just after. Amazing. But a little exclusive. Um, and yeah, just got got a few big shows lined up towards the end of the year. So yeah, can we come and hang out? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, so yeah, last question, really, uh, groupies, yes or no? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that, no, is that you putting I, in? I'm uh, not taken, but you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of, you know. Groupies will be listening. Why not? No. I used to be a groupie. I have Did no you? shame in that. No. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm working. You're just here. working. Yeah, I'm okay. working. I'm working. Single man working. One, uh, just one last question I wanted to ask was, um, do you test out your songs a lot in your sets before you release? Yeah, that's yeah. key. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's super key. Like mm. you need to do it. You need to send it to DJs that you trust. Yeah. Um, so they can run it, see what feedback, like, because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, the thing is when you're working on something in the studio, like you could be in there, like either working on your own or working with someone else mm. and you can be like, yeah, yeah, this is going to bang or this part is going to bang. Yeah. And then you play it out and then it doesn't, respond it, it that doesn't like that part might not respond, but then another part does. So <laughs> then you can look at it and be like, right, okay. Let's tweak like let's tweak the swells or let's tweak the like the EQ and and like or maybe let's change the arrangement slightly and or push this bit for longer. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. build ups and yeah, it's it's actually it's it's quite cool being able to do that because it's like you're you're playing it live and you're taking those mental notes that then you take back to the studio and then the next time you run it you're like right okay like it totally mm. works so yeah so very 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 important to run your yeah tunes. that's a that's a good leg up being a dj yourself and a producer yeah 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 definitely do you can do cross reference thing yeah no for sure yeah right is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners of dj diaries before we have to wrap up um just again kind of going back to the to the encouraging people to kind of follow their dream if that's what they want to do you know just like don't let don't let anyone don't let anyone tell you you can't do it mm. like genuinely like i've had a lot like so much support like like big love to like my friends and like my family being like super supportive with it um because it's it's not it's definitely not the easiest profession to get into and it's not um the easiest profession to be in so mm. It's important to have like the right people around you but um yeah just if if it's what you want to do just just run with it and follow follow your passion you know i want to say a huge thank you to you and you know you've actually taught me a lot the 10,000 hours or 1,000 hours or whatever it is. Um, 10,000. No, no, 10, it's 10,000. Yeah, it is really true. And um, you've given us a lot of insight and some great stories. And I really appreciate also you coming down on what is probably the hottest day in London. Yeah, yeah no, but you know what? Actually, I might stay in here afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Actually cool. I can actually be Have a little cool party in here. In here. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, thank you so much. You're absolutely awesome. And um, we're excited to have you on. That is yeah. Josh Kilimanjaro, people. And we'll be speaking. Speaking to you again very soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Pleasure. See you soon. See ya.